Loitering with Intent, Series 3, Program 10. You go to your neighborhood branch of the public library, and there's a guy in the periodical section who appears to be having a conversation with a magazine rack. But that's not why you came. What you did come for was to pick up some holds. So you go over to the hold shelf, and you see two items waiting there for you. What you don't see is a third one you'd placed on hold, one that this branch has its own copy of, versus having to be brought in from another branch. The librarian explains it this way. The hold system treats the entire library, all the branches together, as one big collection, paying no attention to the quote-unquote home branch of the borrower in question. So, when you place the hold, the system puts out a call to all the branches, and whichever one responds first, that's the branch that fulfills the hold, which, now that you think of it, makes more sense. Next time, the librarian says, if this branch has the item, just phone down and they'll put it on the hold shelf directly, which tells you that the formal hold system can be bypassed, which for some reason makes you smile. There are things that make you unhappy, and there are things that make you happy. Either way, many of these things are within your control, but many others are not. The things that make you unhappy can obscure the things that make you happy, but even to the extent that you can control them, reducing the former does not necessarily increase the latter. The things that make you happy can make it easier to ignore the things that make you unhappy, though sometimes only in the short term until the latter piles up. But in any case, increasing the former does not directly reduce the latter. You can try controlling things to the extent you can, reducing the unhappiness factors and increasing the happiness factors, or you can save yourself the work, just let things happen, and learn to accept whatever happens. People will try to tell you what's important, what you need to do, what you need to appreciate, etc, etc, etc. But just ignore all that and figure things out for yourself. You're young and you move overseas for a while and the place you're from hasn't yet gotten into recycling but the place where you land is into it in a big way and they've got a pretty sophisticated approach to it and eventually you get into it. One of the things you pick up is this way of cutting a milk carton down so that it's completely flat. The idea behind that being that it takes up less space in the recycling bin. Also, people rinse out their recycling so that there's less odor while it sits in the bin waiting to be picked up by the recycling pickup people. And you're thinking that this is all pretty clever. Later, you move back to where you're originally from, and you find that in your absence, they've also taken up recycling, so you're already ready for that. However, they are somewhat farther back on the learning curve, so they're not yet really all that good at it. And not only are they not yet all that good at it, they don't even seem to be taking it all that seriously. 
judging by both the information provided by your community's recycling authorities compared to the information you got while living abroad, and by the apparent attitude of a lot of your neighbors who don't seem to pay attention to even the basic how-to information like sorting, breaking down cardboard boxes, etc, etc, etc. So, while you're happy to be back where you're from, you're also kind of annoyed because everyone seems so behind the times. But then you realize that the real problem is that by going abroad, you've given up your ignorance and the bliss that goes with it. It seems to be possible to put too much time and effort into pursuing the elimination of things that make you unhappy, leaving you with insufficient time or energy, or both, to pursue the things that make you happy. It also seems to be possible to put too much into pursuing those things which make you happy, leaving the quote-unquote unhappiness factors to pile up until they can no longer be ignored. Again, you can just let things fall where they may and deal with them when they can no longer be ignored, but it seems that you might just be trading one form of stress for another. Ultimately, it seems that, at least to some extent, we need to deal with these things on a more deliberate basis, with some sort of plan. But maybe it could be like riding a bike or some other skill, where at first you have to concentrate on it, but eventually it becomes second nature and no longer requires your active attention. So perhaps happiness is a skill? So. Back when the pandemic started, your community imposed a bunch of restrictions to limit the spread of the virus, and recently, a bunch of those restrictions have been lifted, and this is generally regarded as a good thing. This reflects a belief that the virus is going away, but you remind yourself that it hasn't left altogether, and you never know if another variant is just around the corner. Public transit still requires masks to be worn, but they've taken the signs off the seats and judging from the crowding that they're now allowing, they don't seem to be as concerned about physical distancing as they once were. Meanwhile, however, your doctor and dentist offices still appear to be following the same protocols as when things were at their worst, though you're not entirely sure of how much of this is mandated by the community and how much is their own continued initiative. And then you think back to those encounters you had with the newspaper delivery person. And just then it occurs to you that everyone on your floor seems to have stopped having newspapers delivered. Hmm. Please tell us how we did today. Thank you for using our self-checkout.